Today on episode 97 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, do you turn your computer off at night or do you leave it running all the time? Well, I get asked this question pretty regularly, so today I'm going to cover the pros and cons for both sides of that debate. And in the Get to Know Scott segment, I'm going to tell you about a certain South American country that has a special place in my heart. And you know how the last couple of weeks we've been talking about computer emergencies? Well, guess what happened to my computer this past weekend? Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Welcome back, my friend. This is the Computer Tutor Podcast, and I am your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson. If you're new to the show, this is where we talk about cool things that have to do with your computer, but we don't do any technical talk. That's one of the ways I'm not really uh, what you'd call a typical geek. I don't try to impress you with the techie mumbo-jumbo. I just explain things in regular, everyday language. I am in the computer business. I do computer repair, virus removals, data recovery, really just about anything computer-related. And I do all that right here from my home office in the Tampa Bay area of Florida. And through remote access, I can work on your computer while you're sitting at home and I'm sitting at home. You just sit back and watch me do my thing. If you have a problem with your computer, just give me a call at 727-254-9078 or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And speaking of my business, I wanted to let you know, I'm now offering extended evening and weekend hours for remote support. Obviously, your computer has a mind of its own. It doesn't always decide to have a problem during regular business hours. So if it's something that can be fixed remotely, and honestly, almost everything falls into that category now, You can call in the evening or through the weekend and get one of my professional techs to take care of it for you, quick and easy. Now, today's computer tip can be seen at my website at computertutorflorida.com forward slash 097. So let's get started. Today, what I'm going to do is basically answer a question that I get asked pretty much all the time. People ask me, Scott, should I leave my computer on all the time or should I turn it off at night? And the reason they ask this question is because they've heard different techs give conflicting advice. One tech will tell you you absolutely need to turn it off at night in order to get the longest life from it. And another computer person will tell you, no, it's fine to leave it on 24-7. doesn't hurt the machine at all. As with most things, the truth lies somewhere in between those two opinions. There actually are some valid arguments to be made on both sides of the discussion. So what I'm going to do today in today's podcast, is present you with those arguments, what people say both for and against, and you can decide for yourself what's best for your situation. Okay, first we'll talk about the four reasons you should leave your computer on all the time. Reason number one is maintenance and backups. This is probably the strongest reason for leaving it on 24-7. Your computer has a lot of work to do. The antivirus program has to update itself, and it also has to do a scan at least once a week. And Windows updates have to be downloaded and installed at least once a month, sometimes more often than that. And on top of all that, if you use an automated online backup service, as you should be doing, 
that has to happen each day as well. So all these things are important for your computer to be secure and for your important files and folders to stay safe. Why have the computer do all that stuff during the day when you're trying to use it? If you leave it on overnight, you can schedule all of those things to run while you're sleeping. So the computer takes care of itself and it's all ready and refreshed for when you want to use it the next morning. Reason number two is convenience. Now you have to admit, it's easier to walk into the room and your computer's already on and waiting for you. Because, you know, for some people, booting up the computer can take several minutes. In fact, I've had people tell me that they'll power up their computer, then they go make a cup of coffee and take a shower, and then when they come back, hopefully it will be all done booting up. Now, if your computer's that slow, there are ways to speed it up, and I can help you with that remotely if you want. But if you leave it on overnight, then there's nothing for you to wait on anyway, because it's already running. Reason number three is the computer's usable life. I'll explain what I mean. Some computer techs will tell you that when you boot up the computer, it heats up all the components, especially the processor, which gets pretty hot. Then when you turn it off, they all cool down. So the theory is that by turning it off and on and off and on and doing all those cycles of heating up and cooling down over the life of the computer, it's just going to wear out faster. So they say that it's better to leave it on and keep it at a constant temperature so you'll get the most life out of the computer. Personally, I'm not 100% convinced of that, but some people do hold to that theory. And finally, reason number four is heat. I have a lot of clients up north, and as you probably know, it gets pretty cold up there. When you have a computer running, it generates a certain amount of heat. So when the temperature outside is in the single digits, the warm air coming out of the back of your computer, even indoors, can be kind of nice. So, sounds like you should leave your computer on all the time, right? Ah, wait a minute, not so fast there. There are actually some pretty good reasons why you should turn it off at night as well. Let's go over those, and I have four of those as well. Reason number one is electricity usage. As you might guess, since I'm listing it first in this list, that's probably the most compelling reason to turn your computer off at night. I mean, come on, you're going to leave your computer on for eight hours or, or maybe more using all that electricity and you're not even using it? Do you know how much money you could save if you turned it off at night? No, seriously, do you know how much you would save? Well, I don't know exactly either, but if you figured out how much electricity your computer uses in an hour and then multiply that by eight hours a day, just to be conservative, then multiply that by 365 days a year, I'll bet it would come up to some pretty substantial numbers. In fact, there's a little gadget you can plug into your wall outlet and then plug your computer into it, and it tells you how much you're spending on electricity to run whatever you plug into it. I bought one of those things a little while back, but I've never tried it out, so that might be worth checking on that. Reason number two is the computer's usable life. Now, wait a minute. Wasn't usable life listed in the reasons to leave the computer on all the time? Well, yeah, it was. But this is the other side of that argument. There are some people that say you should turn your computer off at night because that will extend its lifetime. The logic is your computer is only going to run for a certain number of hours before it dies. So every night you turn it off, you're adding those hours onto the end of its life. And so you're getting more use out of it. Again, I'm personally not real sure about this side of the argument either. Just putting it out there. 
Reason number three for why you should not leave it on all the time is a little more valid, but it depends on your situation. It's because of the room noise. Now, really, I only think this would apply if your computer is in your bedroom. It's true that the noise might affect your ability to sleep. Whether it's a laptop or a desktop, there are fans inside that start up sometimes in order to keep the computer cool. Now, they don't usually make a lot of noise, but it probably would be noticeable in a quiet room. And how about that notification in the middle of the night that you've got email? Well, that could actually be turned off. But the fans could be an issue. And finally, reason number four is heat. Once again, this is an issue that could be used as a pro or con. As you know, I live in Florida, and the summertime here can get quite warm. And even with the AC going full blast in the house, when you have a room full of computers, it can heat up pretty quickly. Probably not that big a deal if you just have one computer, but the room probably would be very slightly cooler if you turned it off at night. So there you have it. Reasons for, reasons against. All you have to do is decide which of those reasons is the most important to you and decide for yourself what you want to do. And if you want to read those pros and cons, once again, you can see them on my website at computertutorflorida.com slash 097. And now for the Get to Know Scott segment of the show, my connection to Ecuador. About 12 years ago, when we were living in Maine, our family was presented with the opportunity of having a foreign exchange student from Ecuador come and live with us for the school year. We'd never done that before. For me, I didn't have to think about it for very long. I thought it was a great idea. And our two kids really wanted to do it as well. My wife, eh, a little hesitant. After all, we would essentially be inviting a stranger to come and live in our house with us for nine months. But eventually she agreed, and we decided to go for it. The boy that we would be hosting was named Francisco. He spoke very little English, but that was really the primary reason that kids in Ecuador want to come for an extended stay in the U.S. to learn English. He'd already completed his senior year of high school in Ecuador, so he would essentially be coming to do another senior year. Now, at the same time, another student from the same city, which was Cuenca, Ecuador, was accepted, and she would be staying with some friends of ours, and that was just about a half mile down the road from us. It was so exciting when they showed up. We could tell immediately that Francisco was a nice young man, very polite, and it seemed obvious that he was going to get along very well with our family, and he did. I remember one of the concerns that my wife had was that he might be a little hesitant or, you know, kind of shy about being in our house. But after that first night, the next morning, my wife came into the kitchen that morning and there was Francisco, still in his pajamas, opening the cupboard, looking around for some cereal. She was so relieved that he felt comfortable enough to just make himself at home. Now, the other student, a girl named Joanna, came over pretty regularly, so we got to know her pretty well as well. She and Francisco were there to improve their English, but they also liked being able to have someone to speak Spanish with sometimes. Joanna was accepted at our friend's house, but they said from the start that they could only take an exchange student up till the end of the year. So if Joanna didn't find a home to transfer to, she'd have to go back to Ecuador after just being there for half of the school year. Well, we talked about it and decided to invite Joanna to live with us for the rest of the school year. She agreed to that, and I have to say that having these two kids with us that year was one of the best decisions we've ever made. 
They really are like our family now. It was actually very difficult to see them leave and go back to Ecuador at the end of the school year. That summer, our two kids went to Ecuador and stayed with Francisco's and Joanna's families for about a month. And then a little while after that, my wife and I visited there as well to see Joanna get married. And now today, Joanna and Francisco are both married and they're raising their families. They each have kids and we go down there to see them and their families every couple of years. And we really do consider them as sort of our second family. And I got to tell you, we also love Cuenca, the city where they live. It's the third largest city in Ecuador. And at some point, I expect we'll probably divide our time between U.S. and Cuenca when we start to think about retirement. Heck, with my computer business, I can fix computers through remote access from anywhere in the world. So, hey, we might just head down there before we retire. Who knows? So that's my connection with Ecuador. Now, before I close this episode, I wanted to let you know something. You know those computer emergencies that I've been talking about the last couple of episodes? Well, one of them happened to me this past Friday. My primary computer's hard drive crashed. Kind of thought something might be going on with it since I, it would it would freeze up on occasion and a couple of programs didn't always function like they were supposed to. But other than that, there really was no warning that a crash was imminent. I did a restart on Friday morning and it didn't boot up, and it never booted up again. And this is the computer I've been using every day for over five years. And I had a ton of stuff on that computer's hard drive. Business documents, spreadsheets, a lot of pictures, video, lots of music, all kinds of stuff. Did I lose any of it? Of course not. I had a good backup. I mean, come on, I wouldn't be much of a computer tutor if I preached so much about having a backup but didn't have one myself, right? So as you can see, since you're listening to this, I'm back up and running, all my data is restored, and that's the same result you should have when your hard drive crashes. If you're not ready for when that happens, get in touch with me and let's get that taken care of. And that's going to do it for this week. As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening and have a great week. God bless.